With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. This is the best time of the year. We've got football, folks. We've got a full slate of NFL preseason football games for you. We're going to touch on a few of them. Tonight we've got eight games being played. No, excuse me, we've got five games being played. And uh, we'll touch on a couple of them for a couple of minutes. Uh, but uh, overall, we've got a full slate all weekend. We've got games tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, one game on Saturday and another game on Sunday. Looking forward to uh, having you call in. Phone number tonight is 347-945-7975. Look forward to you uh, have a little chat. Remember, you can always log on to Blog Talk Radio forward slash Motormouth Mosley. Go to the date, and you can join us in chat. I believe some of our regular callers, are uh, at games tonight. I know Coach Howard is at the San Diego-Seattle game. So we probably won't be hearing from him tonight. Uh, but we'll just have a nice little uh, monologue, a little conversation with him by myself for a uh, good 30 minutes. Uh, hopefully we can get a couple people to call in. But if not, uh, you can always log in at a later time and listen in to what I had to say. Uh, tonight won't be anywhere near as controversial as I was the other night when I was throwing stones at the NCAA and Major League Baseball for some of their hypocritical ways and corruptive ways. But uh, we're just going to talk football tonight. The national game was the Atlanta Falcons versus uh, Cincinnati Bengals. We'll get a little bit more in-depth. That game uh, was on national television, also on local television here, but it was on national television on on, uh, ESPN. NFL Network decided to bounce around, and it basically did a an umbrella effect and covered all the other games here and there. And now they're showing the San Diego-Seattle game. But uh, along with those two games, the Jets uh, also played, uh, let's see, no, tonight, the, tonight's games were Atlanta versus Cincy, Cleveland versus St. Louis, Washington versus Tennessee. Uh, that was a game where, uh, RG3 was not going to play. In fact, he probably won't play at all this preseason. But I did take a couple of minutes to glance at that game for a little bit. It looks like Chris Johnson is back in his midseason form. Saw him take off for about a 70-yard scamper, uh, outrunning everybody on the field as normal. Also playing tonight was Tampa Bay versus Baltimore, which was an interesting game because uh, you got no Ray Lewis, you've got no Ed Reed, you got no Anquan Bolden on the on the defending Super Bowl champion uh, Raven team. So it's looking like there's going to be a lot of rebuilding going on there. And then, as I said, 
also being played tonight is what, what some people are believing to be the uh, precursor to the Super Bowl this year, and that's the Denver Broncos versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, last time I checked, that was a, a low-scoring event. Uh, but the thing with most of these preseason games, especially what is officially now week one, you may get to see some of the uh, healthy starters play the first quarter, and that's about all you're going to get to see. And the rest of the time, it will be evaluations of players that are trying to make the team or, or show the coaching staff what they got to uh, maybe get into the starting lineup. But the real football, the real quality football, is usually only played about the first quarter in week one of, of the preseason. Um, as I said, as we all know, um, there were games, the Hall of Fame game was played last Sunday. Uh, but this is actually the full slate where everybody uh, comes out and plays. Uh, we look at that Denver game. And those were, you know, Denver's got the potential, like I said, to be in the Pro Bowl this year. You know, they're led by Peyton Manning, and they've got uh, probably, in my opinion, one of the most dangerous wide receiving cores in the league. I think the guys in Atlanta may have something to say about that. I know the guys in Dallas want to talk, say something about it. But uh, to me, you've got Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker and Wes Welker, uh, and you line up those three guys and you've got some lethal weapons that can do some really damage. And the fact that you've got Peyton Manning uh, pulling the trigger, that makes Denver uh, a very, very dangerous and explosive uh, an explosive team to begin with. Uh, it looks like we've got a caller coming in from the, calling in from the 404. I'll get right with them in a couple of minutes, but I did want to go down the list and uh, – I do want to go down the list of the games. As we were talking, we're talking uh, the San Francisco-Denver game. Uh, as I said, I saw a little bit of it. And San Francisco's also returning a bunch of quality ball players. They had an interesting offseason because I think they actually improved in, in a couple of areas. You know, they were returning uh, Colin Kaepernick and Vernon Davis, who were definitely uh, two of the best at their position uh, playing last year. Uh, Colin playing in that pistol offense or uh, spread offense or however you want to call it, more of a pistol in my opinion. But uh, that that team is going to probably be definitely be a, a playoff caliber t- team. Uh, they picked up a couple of quality players. They picked up Anquan Bolden from the Ravens, who will do nothing but add quality to their receiving core. Uh, Crabtree, Michael Crabtree, is down with an injury right now. So the addition to uh, Bolden, uh, will definitely be a benefit. Uh, they picked up Nandi Asumwa, or as I call him, Nandi Asumwa Washington. He's now married to Kerry Washington from the TV show Scandal. But he, they picked him up, and after a stellar career at Oakland, he has somewhat bobbled a little bit uh, when he went to Philadelphia. His talent didn't really show up as much as it should have. I just don't think that system fit him as well as it did in Oakland. Hopefully he can get revived in San Francisco. But that, that, that San Francisco team uh, is just a dominant team, especially on defense, where I believe they have the strongest linebacker core of any team that's playing a 4-3. Uh, they've got Navarro Bowman, uh, Alden Smith, and uh, Patrick Willis, and that is just a formidable front. You know, all, four, all three of those guys are potential Pro Bowl players year in, year out for the next 10 years. So they will definitely be competitive. But as I said, the highlight game of the weekend was the hometown 
Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know what? Before we go there, I do want to do a little business real quick. Uh, remember, you are listening to the Motormouth Mosley radio show. You can reach us by sending your donations in to the Motormouth Mosley Man Cave at P.O. Box 55, Rita in Georgia, 30074. Uh, you can hit us up if you have questions or comments on our Twitter page at mmmosley24. You can hit us in an email at motormouthmosley at aol.com. And, of course, you can call in tonight at 347-945-7975. Since we do have a caller, I do want to check in and see if they've got something to say or if they're just going to listen in. Hello, caller. You're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. Did you have something to say or are you just listening in? Kyle, this is your main man, Walt, called in from Snellville. I'm just uh, thrilled to be on your show and I just wanted to express my disappointment with uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, my I went to Alabama, and he he was set to be the right guard, and he went down with a horrific right leg injury, fractured the fibula, and, and uh, dislocated his right ankle a couple of days ago. And uh, I was looking forward to him trying to give um, Matt Ryan some protection. But yeah, they definitely – No one else got hurt. They, yeah, they definitely got – some issues on the offensive line, and, I, and since you are a Falcon fan, you can be my uh, pseudo co-host for a little while because I do want to discuss the Falcons and actually this game tonight. And that is one of the questions that the Falcons do have. Uh, they are a loaded team. They went 13 and three last year, within uh, a play or two of making it to the Super Bowl. A heartbreaking loss to the 49ers, 28-24 in the NFC Championship game last year. But they've got Matty Ryan. Uh, who just signed a very lucrative over $100 million uh, contract in the offseason. They were able to convince Tony Gonzalez to come back uh, after he had said 95% that he was probably not going to return, he was going to retire. And you're talking about a guy who, uh, unfortunately for the five-year wait, is a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably the best to ever play his position. I still kind of give the edge to uh, – Oh, goodness. Why am I drawing a blank? San Francisco Chargers. Tight end. Kevin Winslow. There I go. Kevin Winslow. He's still my favorite all-time tight end. But uh, they've got you know a very good receiving core coming back. They've got a very good quarterback. They picked up uh, who I believe is uh, a running back that still has some gas left in his tank, and that's Steven Jackson from the Rams. I think he, his career will be revived. Uh, but the big question that they have in that offense is, is as you said, that offensive line. And uh, right tackle is a question because they moved their former right tackle over to left tackle, so the question is right tackle. And tonight it looked – and I'm only going to base it off the first quarter because after that you have a bunch of guys that probably will either be depth, but they probably won't be starters or playing a lot this first year. It looks like exactly. they still have some questions on that offensive line. It looks like there's still some questions. They did a decent job in pass pro, but uh, the running game was extremely suspect. I think most of the carries that Steven Jackson got early, he got tackled either behind the line of scrimmage or for a minimal game. Um, as a Falcon fan, do you think that uh, that is – am I correct in, in my uh, assertion that uh, the offensive line is the key question for that offense this year? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. For, um, for what I've seen, I haven't seen them bring in any name 
replacements yet. So I guess they're trying to develop what they have. So we'll have to wait and see how it goes in future games. Well, and then that'll be a situation much much like with the Cowboys. They they haven't really gone after any free agents because I don't think there's really any quality free agents left out there to sign, especially playing. You know, finding a quality left or right tackle in in, a, in today's NFL is very difficult. There are a couple of offensive guards that are out there, but I think you know losing Tyson Tyson Claybo to the uh, Dolphins will come back, and then that, that will be an issue. Having your main go down early uh, in training camp and probably lost for a good, uh, it, probably for a good portion of the season, I think that's definitely going to hurt them. But they did make some off-season moves, like I said, that should help the team overall. I think definitely Steven Jackson is an upgrade over Michael Turner, who I think had, uh, had pretty much run out of gas. And uh, uh, it'll be a question of, I, I, don't, I, I think they actually took a step back with the signing of Osio Minura uh, after losing John Abraham. Although John had lost uh, a step or two also, but he still was was probably their best defensive pass rusher on the team. And I think that they're gonna be they're gonna miss him a little bit. I was disappointed in um in his performance in the NFC championship game though. Um once Matt Ryan got him to that twenty four seven lead, I was just hoping against hope that, that defense would make a couple of stops and they just didn't get it done in that second half. And I and I'm thinking they're they're holding him partially responsible for that. That's probably why they didn't re-sign him. Yeah, that's true. And you're probably right. They're probably looking at him as a scapegoat that you need to make a play or two. But we all know that it yeah. is a team game. Uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons why uh, uh, you know they weren't able to hold on. But uh, they picked up uh, Desmond Trufant in the draft. I don't know if you were able to watch tonight's game or not. But what did you think? No, of I missed that I first quarter. Showed himself well. But I heard this when you find the real deal, and he's going to start as a rookie, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, he's absolutely going to start, and he's got that legacy. He's got two brothers that are playing in the league. He's got Isaiah, yeah. who's uh, in the camp with the Jets, and he's got you know Marcus, who is you know a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback, uh, defensive player. So he's definitely got the bloodlines. Uh, I think that that will definitely help. Uh, I think you guys did. You guys lose? Uh, was it uh, code? Did you guys lose him too? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I believe I'm trying to find out if we brought back Asante Samuel. I didn't see him. Yeah, so Asante Samuel was on the sideline tonight. I did see Asante Samuel on the sideline. Okay. He was on the t- okay. I was hoping we would bring him back. But even with all the questions that they had on defense last night, one of the interesting things was they were very lowly ranked when it came to uh, defensive yards and giving up yards, but they were top ten, top five, in points, so they really had a, a bend and don't break uh, a persona throughout the year, and I think that that just basically came back and bit them in the playoffs when when they really needed the defense to, uh, to stand up. But uh, one of my favorite one one of, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite um, uh, heartfelt stories on that team is that linebacker uh, I think it's Brandon Banks uh, who was in the Seahawks camp last year, and he's trying to make the team after getting falsely accused of a, uh, a, a heinous crime and found come to find out that the lady uh, was lying, so he was released, but, you know, he still has, he still served time. So uh, Pete Carroll gave him a shot last year, and now uh, 
Mike Smith has given him a shot to make the team as a linebacker. And, you know, it's a long shot because the guy hasn't played ball since he was in high school. And he was, I think he was uh, on his way to go to USC to play when all this happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, it, like I said, it's a long shot, but you just kind of, you hope for guys like that to somehow find a way to get, to make that dream come true. Right. After um, yeah, he served five years for a rape that he was falsely accused of and five years probation. But I think by him being able to appear on national TV in a, in this preseason game, that, that has to be like the biggest moment of his life. You know, whether or not he ever plays another down, I, I, I he could walk away, you know, with some kind of closure, I feel, even after tonight. I, I agree. I, and, and I thought it was rather interesting because Lisa Salters, uh, one of the uh, ABC slash ESPN sideline reporters, did a little piece oh. on him. And uh, I, I thought it was rather interesting that, you know, when it, when – he said he was nervous, but he shouldn't be nervous because it was just football. He said, when I really was nervous was when I was in court and I was being accused of something that I knew I was innocent of. I just thought that was kind of – they put everything kind of in a perspective. And I also noticed and I also noticed that his jersey number happened to be 53, making the 53-man roster. So I don't know if that was by accident <laughs> or coincidence. But I thought that was just uh, that was an interesting tangent. And, and although I know that you are a huge Atlanta Falcons fan, I do want to touch on the Bengals a little bit too, because the Bengals sure. had a very interesting <laughs> season last year. Uh, they went ten and six. They got knocked out of the AFC wild card. Uh, I believe it was by Houston. And it was a close game, like thirteen to nine, I think. But they're right. being featured this. Year. They're being featured this year on that Hard Knocks HBO TV show. And you can get some behind-the-scenes uh, information and knowledge and see how camps are run. But they've done some things in the offseason that kind of helped that team. They had an interesting draft. They picked up uh, a quality running back out of North Carolina, uh, Giovanni Bernard. And I think that he's going to give them a little giddy-up that they haven't had in a while. He's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. He's going to pair him up with Ben Jarvis Green, uh, ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Which is, probably the oddest, <laughs> which is probably the hardest thing uh, to say, but uh, yes, they're going to throw those backfields, and I think that that should be a formidable backfield. Uh, they picked up uh, James Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they are, he's now being asked to move from an outside linebacker in a 3 4 to uh, uh, a stand linebacker in a 4 3. So it's going to be a little bit of a transition for him. But just watching him the first quarter tonight, he was still wreaking havoc. He was still just disruptive as ever. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to, it'll be a little bit of a transition for him. Uh, probably one of the worst sideline interviews I've ever seen was with him. Uh, Lisa was so busy trying to get him to say what, what he felt like when he left the Steelers and what he felt about being let go. And in, the guy immediately answered in a way that showed her that he was interested in that type of a conversation. He had no ill feelings. It was it's a business deal, and he's just trying to make uh, a career being in, in Cincinnati. I just thought that was an interesting sideline, though. But I think Cincinnati has potential to be really good this year in the AFC. Uh, Andy Dalton out of TCU, Texas boy, uh, 
is going to be one of the better quarterbacks. He's probably, uh, if not top ten, he's definitely on the verge of being top ten. His biggest issue is he doesn't have anybody to throw to other than A.J. Green, who is a great wide receiver. He didn't play tonight because I think he tweaked his knee uh, a little bit, so they're being a little cautious. But if they can find somebody else to go on the other side with him, and they, they drafted a very good tight end, and they already had Grisham, so they should be interesting. Uh, they they, they uh, drafted Eford out of Notre Dame uh, as a tight end. So they're loaded at tight end. They just need somebody to pair up on that other side. And, uh, of course, their defense is always going to be in question. Whenever you start the ancient Terrence Newman at one corner and the enigmatic Pac-Man, don't call me Pac-Man, Adam Jones, uh, you ask yourself, uh, now, how well will they hold up in the long haul? But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, tomorrow night's games, there are more games tomorrow night. I think there's eight games on the agenda tomorrow night. Uh, NFL Network is broadcasting two games. They're doing a doubleheader. Uh, I believe the early game is going to be – the early game is New England versus Philadelphia, followed by Dallas versus Oakland. Uh, other games on the schedule are New York Jets versus Detroit, Miami versus Jacksonville, Chicago versus Carolina, Arizona versus Green Bay, Houston versus Minnesota, and Kansas City versus New Orleans. We'll get to see what Sean Payton's going to do with his Saints when he comes back. Saturday night, we have a game, the Giants versus the Steelers, and Sunday, Buffalo versus the Colts. I would assume that both of those games will probably be televised somewhere. If not, you probably can watch them online, or you can uh, do like they uh, have advertised with the new, probably one of the funniest commercials I've seen in a long time with Peyton and Eli Manning uh, talking about uh, NFL on your phone, and uh, they got this 1970s, I don't even know how to describe their look, but it's it's a funny commercial, probably one of the funniest in a long time. Anything else you want to talk about? We've got about... We've got about eight minutes. Anything else you want to talk about, Big Walt? Oh, um, yeah, I think football on your phone, the, the new direct TV commercial that um, the family Manning did, it was it was just off the chain. They were channeling, it looked like RJ's arrival from the 80s. But, um, yes. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> the Giants quarterback, Eli, he knew he had a hit on his hands. They were saying he got in line at, at the uh, in the cafeteria there, and his um, his whole line was humming the humming the hook to that song. But um, he oh, confirmed in uh, the uh, press conference that that was going to be a one hit wonder for him. That he was going to keep his um, day job. But um, I, I, well, sent you know, so. I, I sent you the link they, to it. It's, it's hilarious, and he did a great well, job. Well, I, I had seen it before. I, I saw it oh, live on television the other day. And, uh, I, and uh, yeah. I, I want Rick Ross to um, do a remix. I need to do a remix. Oh, goodness. It's a cute little bit. It really is. Let's, let's hope Jay-Z leaves his hands off of it. Um, uh, one, other thing, one, of, one other thing I did want to touch on is uh, this is, for me personally, one of my favorite times of the year, not only because it's the beginning of football season, but because it's also the uh, culmination of Little League Baseball Series. And oh, I know it. that series coming, yeah. I, and I know that yeah, it's for... not, you know, anything big for a lot of people, but 
But when you watch a bunch of 10, 11, 12-year-olds go out and play their hearts out in a game where they're not getting paid, where they're just playing the true love of baseball, you don't have to worry about anybody being on steroids or anybody. Uh, It's just refreshing to watch these kids play. And and it's kind of sad because they get so heartbroken when they lose. But it's, it's just, to me, it's just quality baseball. It's unbelievable how good some of these young men are at this age. And you watch them. And some of these kids, I remember a team from Dubai had a kid that was like 6'5 and 260, and he was 12. And it was, oh it was my. amazing. Oh, my he wasn't very important. He really wasn't a baseball player. But, you know, it's it, – of all the real sports that call themselves the world champions, this is one of the few where it is literally the world champion because teams from all over the world uh, come to uh, Williamsport and play and have fun, and it's just great. You know, uh, it is music is usually the binder for uh, most emotions, but baseball in this sense crosses all lines, crosses all languages, and I just think that it's just a fantastic thing that they put on the Little League World Series, and I, I, I just look forward to watching it every year. I know it's not, like I said, it's not a big deal for a lot of people, but that's just my personal take. Oh, for baseball fans, it's tremendous, and the quality of play has increased so significantly. The the uh, Orientals used to dominate it over year over year, but um, the American teams that get to the finals, they usually – have held their own and have and have played the Japanese and the uh, Koreans and the Taiwanese toe to toe. Yeah, the, the Asian teams have definitely uh, uh, improved. Uh, uh, they they definitely have dominated overall uh, throughout the years. But uh, Europe has done better. Uh, Central America has done a lot better. Uh, Absolutely. You know. I'm, I remember a few years ago when they had the incident with Danny Almonte, uh, a pitcher. Right. Uh, and I think it was from Puerto Rico, and he come to find out the guy was like 28 years old. <laughs> it's for, for the most part. For the most part, it's it's legit, and these kids are just playing with their hearts. And, uh, and you always have one little guy on the team who's you know about four foot eleven, and he's just. He's usually playing second base. He has a strike zone the size of a dime, but he's just a little gutsy guy, and everybody falls in love with him. So I'm just looking forward to another great World Series of, of, of the young ones. I'm absolutely looking forward to more football this weekend. Again, if you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show, again, we're still looking for donations and uh, sponsorships. If you're interested, feel free to give me a call. Uh, on, during the show, or you can hit me up uh, via email or Twitter uh, outside of the show. You can also go directly to our Facebook page and hit on About and learn about how to go to our PayPal account. I keep posting things, uh, links to that. So if you're interested, we definitely are looking forward to having some sponsors take over uh, the financial part of the show. But I definitely want to thank Big Walt for calling in from all the way from Snellville, Georgia. And uh, I know that he is a big-time Roll Tide fan. And uh, I, I guess real quickly, i got about two minutes left on the show. 
I don't really want to get your take on the Johnny Manziel thing because that's a Texas issue, and I don't want you talking about my Texas team. But yes, do sir. you see a three-peat? Do you see a three-peat in line for the roll tide? I, I just think that they're on another level. I mean, you probably heard about the um, the coaches that he's brought in for their life talks at the team meetings, and they brought in Ray Lewis and Herm Edwards this week. And there's a one-minute snippet of Herm Edwards' talk uh, up on YouTube, and he's talking to the receivers and saying, you're playing for a running team. That means if you get the ball thrown to you, you better catch it because if you drop it, you don't get it the quarterback is to you anymore. <laughs> I love I love her bad words. I love him. I mean, he's just he's just everybody's favorite dad. You know what I mean? I mean, just, yeah, you get but that's you get Tony Dungy and you, you're right. You get Tony Dungy and Herm Edwards, and uh, you definitely got two great guys to look up to. You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, Nick, Nick Saban's trying to develop men beyond football to be successful in life. I mean, he he seems to have the national championship thing down pat. And I think that's that's the thing I admire about him the most in that a lot of his guys that leave the program, they end up getting jobs with Alabama sponsors. It's somewhere in North Alabama in, in the Birmingham, Tuscaloosa area and or on campus. Uh, and he has like a ginormous staff of, you know, full of former players and coaches. And it's just um, – that's 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 the thing that makes me admire admire him so much more. I mean, for him going from uh, seven and six when they hired him in two thousand seven, and here we are six years later, three national championships and a statue. I mean, I, I I'm still in humble awe of what he's accomplished. Well, there's no doubt they've got a great program going on, and he's definitely, he's definitely laid down a fantastic foundation of winning and winning the right way. So we'll see what happens this year. To me, their, their schedule, I looked at it the other day, and it's kind of cupcake. They got LSU on it, and LSU is probably the only real, uh, until they get to the SEC championship, they really don't have anybody else. Uh, well, we do go to A&M listening. on September 14th now. Remember you do, that. We you go, go to A&M. You, you do no, go to A&M, and that, that should be interesting. But um, I, hate to cut you, I hate to cut you off. That's going to be a good one. Uh, we'll be looking forward to that game. And I do want you to call back in on later shows because I love having a conversation with you. You have been listening to Most the Motor down. Mouth Most radio show. Uh, this has been um, your man, Motor Mouth Mosley. We had Big Walt call in. Uh, I want to thank him for calling in. Uh, look forward to upcoming shows. Sunday night we'll have a show. And the next Tuesday we'll have former NFL four-time Super Bowl champ Jesse Sapolu of the San Francisco 49ers calling in. So I look forward to that. Have a great weekend. You all be blessed, and thanks a lot for calling in. Aloha. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.